Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Quicks, do you have your NyQuil chicken ready for the flyer season? Because it's got a wonderful recipe for you. It involves cumin, garlic, and cherry NyQuil. Listen, there's nothing better, Steve. It's a, that's exactly what I need for this upcoming flyer season. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that'll make it bearable aside from those key ingredients. Those key ingredients, a little salmonella and drifting off to sleep. Just a great combination for everybody. If you add in a little carbon monoxide, that's... That's the sweet stuff right there. Oh, that's exactly, that's in my recipe, some carbon monoxide. You just yeah. you cook it all within a, an automobile in a garage and you're just having a good time. This is <laughs> very gloom. <laughs> this is a really dark, dark, this is perhaps the darkest start to a pod I think we've had. For the darkest season. It's, it doesn't look promising right it here. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Let me tell you, we're going to need every ounce of that cursed poultry after the Flyers news from the past week or so. We weren't looking forward to this Flyers season. This team has made a series of terrible decisions that le- has left us with a roster of middle sixers. However, there was one thing that at least I personally was looking forward to coming into this season. And that was having a healthy Sean Couturier back. I call him Mr. Chestnut Checkers because he has a great (laughs) hockey mind. He's such a smart player and he's the Flyers' best player when he's healthy and on the ice. But, you know, the universe decided to come to us this week and it had one thing to say and that was, no coats for you! I love that you managed to make that work. Thank you. Thank you. I, I worked NyQuil chicken into a Sean Couturier intro that also referenced Seinfeld. So just a, a perfect intro right there. Just completely seamless. No seems to be found there. But no coots for you is the message here. And he's currently out for who knows how long. He's got a, another another back injury. It's a disc injury, right? Herniated disc or something like Herniated that. Herniated disc, yeah. Yeah. So... It could be indefinite for the whole season, his career. It could be three to four weeks. Could be. (laughs) Could be longer. That's what I'm saying. It could be forever or it could be just a few weeks. It could be a month or forever. I am so terrified. Now, I did see someone tweet this um, and I don't know who they were. I can't remember their name and I don't like... I don't recognize them, so I don't know how official this is, but, like, someone reported that, like, there are positive signs regarding Couturier that maybe it'll only be, like, a three- or four-week thing. Um, But the thing with – here's the thing. If that's true, he's going to come back, and he's going to be rushed back, 
And it's going to be like, I'm just afraid that it'll be like an ongoing situation, kind of like this Ryan Ellis thing. I'm afraid that it's yeah. just going to like yeah. come right back up. Right. And this Ryan Ellis thing is completely unbearable. As we saw yet again last week, Ryan Ellis came out and there was uh, just terrible news involving his availability. I mean, we already knew that he wasn't going to be available to start the season, but there was the glimmer of hope that maybe after a few months, he would just uh, reappear like a ginger Jesus. And... <laughs> You know, he would be healthy and he could play hockey at a high level again. And let me pull up this tweet from one of the Inquirer writers about this. And this was just, reading this was just rough to see the actual news about his injury. So from Olivia Reiner, Fletcher said that the, how is this pronounced? This P.S. Sos? Sice? I'm trying to figure that out too. I still uh, have not let's just spell it out because I, I have no clue. Fletcher says so that the as? P, so, so as, as sure, so as, Sai, right? The guy who did Gongo style. Uh, yeah, of course, yes. Ryan Ellis style. Hop, hop, The so as, the Sai, hip and abdicator, Justin Abdicator are involved in Ryan Ellis's injury. You know, Justin Abdicator, just a, a filthy player right there. Uh, specifically, a torn side as well. Uh, the most clarity. I, I don't know. I don't know what any of this shit is, but it sounds bad. Okay. Anything involving the hip is bad news bears, especially when you have to skate for a living. So yeah. um, I'm not really confident in ever seeing Ryan Ellis in a Flyers uniform again. Uh, if you thought that trade was too good to be true, you were correct. And I that really enjoyed to be like the worst, not the worst trade ever because like no one won. Everyone lost that trade. It's a cursed trade. It's cursed it's a, all around. Yeah. It's very yeah. bad trade. Like, yeah. I mean, and now Nolan Patrick definitely isn't playing this year. Nope. Ryan Ellis and, isn't playing this year. And, and Phil and, Myers is a big question mark. Like, will he be better in Tampa Bay or will he just continue to be basically a quad a player? Phil Myers has been the most valuable player from that trade. <laughs> and that's barely Phil Myers. because Ryan Ellis's like three games as a flyer were shockingly productive. They were very productive, but at least Phil Myers has been playing. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I'd rather have a player who like could maybe be good one day who does play hockey than someone who will be good, but just doesn't play. Maybe. Maybe. Like, I don't even know anymore. Would you rather have Phil Myers or Ryan Ellis right now? I don't know. I think I would rather have Phil Myers. I don't want any of this. I just don't, I don't want to be around anymore. No, I enjoyed from Twitter. And hold on. I do want to say this real quick. Like, okay. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have made the trade for Ryan Ellis. They should. I I don't care. You could say they shouldn't have. That's fine at this point. Yeah. I like, (laughs) I I just think like, I'm glad they made the trade because at least they attempted to get a high end player and they did. That's true. And it just didn't work out. One of the few swings from Chucky uh, Pooh trades here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I just want to say like, you can't like, like, you know, it's hindsight's 2020, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to really, it's hard to not wonder what if, if they, if they had done something differently. If I knew what the other things they could have done were, I would wonder what if it just seems like this was cursed in all directions, but I did really enjoy the new nickname for Ryan Ellis from Twitter follower, uncle Twan said, who called Ryan Ellis ghost beard because 
Shane Gostas Bear used to be the Ghost Bear, and uh, Ryan Ellis is known for his uh, tremendous beard, but we haven't seen him, so Ghost Beard is a great nickname. I think I'm going to roll with that one. I like it a lot, and it just sucks. It sucks to have a talented guy actually come to the Flyers and then not be able to actually play hockey, maybe ever again. The whole thing is super depressing. It's really rough, yeah, but you know what? This is actually good, Steve, and I'll tell you why. Oh, why? Blow it for Bedard, baby. Blow it for Bedard. And it certainly looks like this team is well positioned to blow it for Bedard. I saw this thing on The Athletic from uh, Dom Lazinson or whatever the hell his name's pronounced. We never know. We'll never know. There's no way to find out. And they were doing a season preview for the Flyers. And the projection for the Flyers was bad. The blurb. A mess of a team with no direction, but one with enough talent left on the roster that they'll have to fight for a position at the bottom. I truly... Projected points. Projected points, 76.5. Playoff percent chance, 3%. Stanley Cup chance, 0%. The only way the Flyers aren't a bottom five team is if John Tortorella just does pulls off some sort of miracle here. I don't know how they like top. They're definitely bottom 10. They have to be like, it's not like John Tortorella has never had a team be bad before he has. And there's so much work to be done with this team. And there's so little talent to work with. Like, I just don't, he's a great coach, but I don't know if him being a good coach is enough to offset the clear deficiencies. The flyers currently have. I mean, can we talk for a minute about some of the guys that they brought into camp right now and just how depressing it is that both these guys are probably going to make the roster? And we're talking about Antoine Roussel, who I believe is 33. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, who's the other guy? Oh, my God. I Artem Anisimov. Yes. Artem Anisimov, who I think at one point in his career went by the nickname AK-47 because uh, he <laughs> had that like gun celebration or something. But Anisimov, 34 years old, and at one point was practicing as the second line center. You hate to see it. Listen. All right. So without, without Giroux and Coots, you so Kevin Hayes is your first line center. Not great. Yes, that is one thing there is no doubt about. Kevin Hayes is the first line center on this team right now. There is no doubt. So not great immediately. I like Kevin Hayes. I think he's a good player, but he's not a 1C. No, he's and a 2C, then, maybe a 3C. Yeah. And then second line, you got Scott Lawton now possibly being the center there. And actually, Scott Lawton, at least based on what I saw in practice the other day, was practicing his first line left wing. Really? Mm-hmm. Then who will be? I don't know. I don't. And I, I guess we shouldn't take line rushes from training camp too seriously because everything changes so much. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, we're gonna see. But that's uh, you know that seems like a possibility to happen because they are yeah. so thin on talent, especially somebody who can play first line minutes right now. Right. <laughs> but like Morgan Frost is like he's gonna play every if, barring injury. He's gonna play every game. He got an apple in the first preseason game. That's great. I'll, I'm so I'm going to be honest with you. Like when I was away on vacation this weekend, I didn't see any of the game. I've not even watched highlights. I have no clue what happened. Right. I know the I Flyers didn't watch won any of the game either, and I was at home. <laughs> this was a choice of mine. I know they won. They won, 
And the Cates boys scored both goals. I, I will say, like, Noah Cates is now the player that, like, because so before the, the player I was excited to watch was Bobby Brink. He's hurt, so that's not great. But I really like Noah Cates, and I think he's going to be, like, my player that I'm going to be watching all year long. Yeah. No, I like Noah Cates. He's fun. He's great, you know, and uh, he scored a goal in that game, assisted by Morgan Frost and Tyson Forrester. That's cool. But Jackson he's still not Cates. a first-line player. No. No, he's not. And Jackson Cates uh, scored, was assisted by Igor Zamula and Hayden Hodgson, who's back for another oh, round. Oh, yes. baby. Yeah. Hayden All-time Hodgson's flyer, on. Hayden Hodgson. Yeah. Let me tell you. The Flyers' scores on this preview from The Athletic here are so depressing because they have scores for each player, essentially. And the highest scored player is Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> TDA with a 2.5. After that, it's Joel... Or no, Travis Konechny, number two, 1.9. TK. And then Joel Farabee with 1.5. Cam Atkinson, 1.2. Travis Sanheim, 1.1. Bobby Brink, 1.1. James Van Riemsdyk, 1.0. And this is just... I'm really just kind of flabbergasted at how thin this team is. Like, I, I know... I know it. I know it to be true. But it really hits you when you look at the lineup as a whole. Yeah, it does. And it, Like, in regard to Tony D'Angelo, like, I know he's ranked the highest, but that's not necessarily, like... That might not be accurate because they're taking his last season on a good team to, like, make these numbers. Oh, yeah. He's playing with Ivan Provorov right now, which if you have ever, I think in the entirety of Flyers history, I don't think I've ever seen a defensive pairing that I can look at in preseason like this and just say, I don't see any way, or not, not that I don't see any way, but there's a very real possibility that these guys will actually drop the gloves and fight each other <laughs> at some point in the season. There is a very real possibility that these defensive partners could actually fight each other on the ice at some point by the end of this year. I'm actually going to disagree. So, like, who they might not, like, I, I don't know if they're going to like each other personally or not. But Well, like, I hope he's not allegedly calling Russians commies anymore. I would agree. And I think, I think Georgi have taught him a lesson that he will never forget. But You think that guy learned a lesson? Maybe he did. I don't know. I have no mm, idea. But I'll I'm say a little this, skeptical on that front, my friend. I'll say this, though. I feel like on paper, like it is, it's not implausible that Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo could work as a pairing. Because Ivan Provorov and Shane Gossespierre had that one year, I think it was like 2016, 17 or something, where... Or maybe it was 2017, 18. I can't remember which one. But, like, they were awesome. Like, all year. Legitimately one of the best defensive pairings in hockey. And, like, Tony D'Angelo's, Tony D'Angelo is, like, kind of Shane Gossesberg. So, like, maybe that – maybe it could work. We've seen it – Ivan Provorov work with a player like Tony D'Angelo before. But now it's just a question of, like, is Tony D'Angelo capable of, of I guess – being the guy that he was and with just the lack of talent around, I it's very fair to question like, yeah, I don't think so, but it, it's not, I, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I, I think it's at the very least possible that that top pairing could be passable. 
Sure. Okay. I, but you're talking from a pure hockey standpoint here, and I'm talking from a a personality standpoint here. Like they actually could fist fight each other, and I, I really would not bat an eye in surprise if they did. I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't either. But like, I also don't know what their relationship is like. You know. No, we we don't know. We're, we're I guess we're gonna find out as this uh, wonderful journey unfolds before us and then there's the second pairing which we know it's tried and true travis sandheim and rasmus Ristolainen <laughs> yeah. always works out great you know with travis and his anchor always a great time and wasn't there news about uh risto maybe having a injury or something the other day i don't know i forget i think it was minor from what i heard <sighs> you know actually it doesn't matter it doesn't matter eat arby's and then cam <laughs> york and justin braun actually is <laughs> the most exciting defensive pairing on the Flyers for me because Justin Braun is just fine and I like Cam York a lot. I'm going to be honest, like, and this is probably, like, being a little facetious in a way, but, like, I feel like Justin Braun and Cam York have the potential to be, like, maybe the best pairing on defense for the Flyers. If Cam York takes another step forward and Justin Braun just continues being Justin Braun, like, Justin Braun isn't bad. He just does kind of... He's just you a run. Yeah, he just he, he does might his... as well be an NHL mean defenseman. Like if you made like the most average NHL defenseman, yeah, with a right-handed shot, it, it would probably be Justin Braun, which is good for a third line or a third pair defenseman. Like that's not like I would be very happy taking just an average third line or a third pair defenseman and having him on the third pair. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if he ends up just being his typical Justin Braun and then Cam York takes a big step forward, like, that would be pretty cool. Like, that would really be cool. cool. I would one enjoy that. One thing to look forward to. One, one thing right there. Why I is guess... it? I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. I had to cut you off real quick because I had oh, like, it's a very fine. funny thought. I Why is it that, like, every flyer, young flyers, young promising flyers defenseman always gets anchored down with a bad defenseman wearing number 55? Well, Rasmus Ristolainen is 55 now. And now Travis Sanheim has to be stuck with, with Risto. And then there was Nick Schultz. And he was tethered to the hip with, I think, both Provorov and Ghost. Well, you see, it's the curse of Ulf Samuelson, who was yeah. a dirty defender with the Rangers back in the day. And I uh, had a brief stint as a Philadelphia Flyer. And he wore 55, I believe, when he was with the Flyers. So we'll just blame it on Ulf Samuelson right there. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, this is rough, man. This is so rough to actually look at this as a hockey team. And this projection has Carter Hart and Felix Sandstrom in net, but it really feels like Troy Grosnick is going to be the backup for this team. Oh, God. Which is I just... just so funny that Chuck was just like, who needs a backup goaltender? Who can afford it? He's treating the backup goalie position this year in free agency. Like he, he treated it like you treat like your second defense in fantasy football in the <laughs> fantasy football draft. Like normally the last pick you make is like probably your backup defense. Oh, see, I don't even get team. a backup defense. I, I don't even get it. Like for me, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to take whoever's playing the Browns. So like, or not the Browns, like the Texans or some terrible team. And then just like, you know, go from there. But like. Yeah, it just like he just completely overlooked that. It's like he forgot. I'm like, dude, <laughs> how can you forget this? Especially when Carter Hart is he's I mean, he has been prone to injuries, not like bad injuries, but like he does he gets get injured. hurt. Yeah. 
And like, and the also, he's Carter not. He's, he's, he's not Gary Price. He's not Gary Price. Well, he's not Gary Price, and he does get hurt sometimes. So like, right. why? How did Gary Price gets of, hurt? You know, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, and that's a actually looking at Montreal. That's one of the teams that probably pays the most for a backup goaltender and Jake Allen. And I, it's kind of stunning that they just were like, "Yeah, who needs it? Who needs a goaltender? Who, whatever." Carter Hart can do it all himself, even though he's never done it all himself. And oh man, this is depressing. It's not great. No, not at all. No. But like, but have you seen Gross? So Grossnick, why I'm saying that he might be the guy in the backup is he he got his mask unveiled on the flyers social media the other day uh his goose mask over here did you see this i did you did so overall the front and sides of the mask are pretty good you know he's going for the goose uh top gun look right here the back of this mask is a mess He's got like a sun and like a Spider-Man and an American flag. What the hell's going on here, Goose? It's bizarre. It's it's a weird. Uh, you know what? I miss Steve Mason's zombie masks. Oh yeah, like, Steve Mason loves zombies. I forgot about that. He does. He was a big zombie guy. And I big loved zombie. how he took like every player on the team and made them like a little zombie version of themselves on his mask. It was adorable. At least it was fun. It was fun and it was consistent and we were like, "Oh, I wonder what Steve Mason's zombie mask is going to look like this year. And now it's just like this weird shit from this dude who no one knew existed until the Flyers and nobody, signed him. He's going to be a trivia question after the season. I guarantee oh, yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode. Do you think we're going to hit eight goalies again this year? It's possible because if Carter Hart gets hurt, which we're hoping he doesn't because we want our young Carter Hart to stay safe and healthy and everything. Yeah. But if he gets hurt... I'm not really relying on Grossnick or Sandstrom or anybody, really. So, yeah, they might be picking and pulling guys from waivers wherever they can. And we're going to end up with, you know, oh, my God, who are some of the guys from that, like, 7-8 goaltender season? Oh, dude. All right. I think I had. All right. So there was Cam Talbot. Yes, of course. Cam Talbot for one game. He ain't coming. Carter Hart, Felix Sandstrom, Brian Elliott, Michael Neuvert, Calvin Pickard. Calvin Pickard. There we go. I, I Very real possibility he ends up uh, as a flyer for like a cup of coffee again. <laughs> yeah, one more time. One more time. Mike McKenna, right? Mike McKenna. Who's the Who now plays in Flyers alumni games. Oh, Alex Lyon. Alex Lyon. Well, so, he's okay, now so we a Calder Cup winning goaltender for the Carolina system. So he ain't coming back. Yeah, I feel bad because I did like Alex Lyon a pretty uh, pretty good bit when he was in the Flyers system. It's a bummer yeah. that he's but he's he's Michael Layton part two, where he's a guy who's uh, excels at the AHL level, but just not good enough for the NHL. Yeah, well, you know what? This isn't exactly an NHL team, the Flyers right now. So no, maybe no. If, maybe if he may, here's what they should do: they should trade for Alex Lyon, and they'll be so bad. That Alex Lyon thinks he's in the AHL, even though he's playing in the NHL. And then he'll put up, like, a Vesna season. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That's he what it's going to take. looks at the team behind him. He sees a line of Nick Delorier, Patrick Brown, and Zach McEwen. And he goes, yeah, this is the AHL. Yeah, exactly. And then next thing you know, profit. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love just, this. I, I love looking at this Delorier Brown McEwen like potential line right here because according to the scores that they issued on this athletic article, Delorier is a negative point six. Brown is a negative 0.5 and McEwen's a negative 0.9. So they're a negative two together. All of those, those three guys. I'm honestly stunned that Delorier, like that Zach McEwen is rated lower than Delorier. Me too. Like Zach McEwen, like we've seen him do some things. Nick Delorier has done essentially nothing. That's true. He, He grows a great mustache. He does. You know what, though? I'll say this. That line is going to be so bad, but at least it's going to be hilarious to watch. If, if that is, in fact, the fourth line, it's going to be so funny watching them because they're just going to, get, they're going to get dominated every time they're on the ice. And then as soon as someone scores a goal, they're just going to start throwing hands. Like, that's just pretty much, I feel like, what's destined to happen for that line. So I'd like this team to fight, at the very least. If they do one thing, I would like them to fight. Fight each other, fight the other team. A real major league situation going on here. Yeah. I mean, with Delorier and McEwen, you have to assume there's going to be some... Uh... And Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo is always mixing it up with everybody. So he sure is. He's got opinions. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's got takes. Let me tell you, it's this is a team. This is a real live hockey team right here. And it, so, what we were saying the other day on the live show, I think it was uh, something like that. Torts gives the GM the lineup for like the first three preseason games, and then you know he can make his decisions from there. So I, I guess we saw it in game one. We're gonna see it when when is game two coming up? I don't even know. Yeah, this is good. I'm really checked in right now guys we're I not really we're, this is the like the most disconnected we've ever been to the this is literally the most disconnected i have been since i've probably since 2006 or something like that it's pretty yeah. bad uh okay so they have two cone up this week they got buffalo on tuesday and then washington on wednesday uh then saturday they have the boston bruins again and Sunday, the New York Islanders. And then they have the Islanders one more time on Tuesday next week. So by whatever that is, uh, the next two games, they should be Chucky Trades choice right there. And we'll see what kind of lineup he goes with. But he did want to see the Cates boys and Tyson Forrester and them. And uh, I guess we're going to get a lot of looks at the kids. Because I, I, the one hope I have is that even though it's going to be a lot of pain, the kids actually get time and we don't have to see these 33-year-old bums come up and play instead. But who even right, knows? Yeah. Like Chuck Fletcher, I have no faith in this man whatsoever as a hockey mind. It would be really nice if Owen Tippett like, pan, like ends up being good. You know what I mean? Like, and because we've talked about it before, he showed flash. He showed flashes in his few games with the Flyers last year that like there's something there. So like maybe the right coach he needs is is John Tortorella. Like maybe that's the kind of guy who will be able to get the best out of Owen Tippett. And like maybe Owen Tippett will put together like a fifty point campaign. Like That'd I know awesome. that that's not a lot, but like I think a forty cool. point campaign would be great for this team. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, somebody's like got to score, and I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's got to put points up on this team. Like they can't get shut out every game, right? Right? It's going to be Hayes and Atkinson. In fact, JBR, Konechny, yeah, like it's going to be... Yeah, the same guys it's, it's been for three, four years. But like, it would be so awesome to see Owen Tippett take a big step forward. And honestly, I'll go on record right now saying I think he will. And what I am like worried about is like, 
I want to see Morgan Frost like really become Anything. something. Yeah. And I just I don't have any confidence in that right now. So like I th- I think he could, but I I don't know who's gonna do what on this team, and they, they they are going to have to convince me to check in again. They're gonna have to talk me into it because yeah. like the way it is, it's just like I'm looking at this lineup, and it is the question. The question is: Is Tony D'Angelo the most talented flyer? I'm vomiting in my mouth saying this, but is TDA the most talented guy? in this lineup right now. I'm going to say, I say Cam Atkinson. I, I might even go with Farabee, to be honest with you. I think based on just pure raw talent, I think Joel Farabee, once he comes back, that guy, he's probably my favorite guy on the team yeah. to watch play hockey. I, I like Travis Connecty a lot, but there's just something about Joel Farabee and his energy that he brings when he's firing all cylinders that I really enjoy. So that's who I go with. But like, Man, it, it's just a bummer. It's a complete bummer of a team. Yeah, I would say Farabee too, but I'm just I'm a little nervous about him this year because of his injury, and like he missed, like he's gonna be, like I know he's I think he's partaking in some portions of training camp. I think he's doing like non-contact stuff, but like I would like to see him doing like the full participation. Sure, especially with it being Torts' first cat camp with the Flyers. Like it would be good for him to be in there with everyone else. So yeah, like that's, I'm just a little, like I wouldn't be shocked if Farabee's like kind of more the same as he has been. At least with Cam Atkinson, we know that he's like, like he's been an all-star before. Like we know he's like a legitimately very good player. And he's a legitimately good player. He can score goals. He knows his way to the back of the net. He's great on the PK and he's actually a genuinely good guy. I I enjoy rooting for Cam Atkinson. He's one of those guys on the team that I can look at. I'm like, this is a good hockey player that I enjoy watching. It's a shame. He's yet again, stuck on a garbage team. Yeah. And if he hadn't gotten hurt last year, I feel like, I think he was kind of on pace to lead the team and goals and everything. So like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a good player. It's just like, like on most teams, he would be a really, really good second line winger. And on this team, he's like the best player on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's bad. It's real bad, but you know, it's, uh, we got a lot to look forward to, let me tell you. And one of the the big question is uh, who's going to want to sponsor these guys on the ice if they're not any good, because like it or not, Jersey sponsors are here and the Toronto Maple Leafs have, I think maybe the greatest Jersey sponsor of all (laughs) time, at least if you, you're not lactose intolerant because their Jersey sponsor is milk, milk, baby. Milk. It just milk says me. milk. Apparently, it's like a specific dairy provider in Canada, but their jersey just says milk. Isn't that a like a brand in the United States too? Though, like, didn't there used to be just like like Got Milk? Isn't that just milk? Sure, I, I guess so. Yeah, the, the uh, but I think that's like the Dairy Council paid for that or something like that. Oh, okay. But Got Milk, yeah, that was a big campaign with the milk mustache and everything. Yeah, yeah so. The Maple Leafs jersey sponsor is milk. <laughs> Which I wonder if the Flyers are going to get one. I yeah, I'm sure, you know, Comcast will not miss out on that money if they can. And I I have some ideas though. I have some ideas and I I would like it to not be a company. I would like it to be a concept, a general thing. So, you know, the cheese steaks is a really obvious one. There's just a big picture of a cheese steak, a whiz wit right there <laughs> or maybe cheese whiz itself. Cheese Whiz is the sponsor. 
Maybe the well, concept of grit. <laughs> Not gritty, but just the concept of grit. Just the concept like, of grit. It. Yeah. 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 Rocky. It's just a picture of Rocky. The Rocky could, statue. Because that's, uh, you know, it's it's what the Philadelphians worship, according well, to it could be don't live in Philadelphia. No, no, no. The Philadelphians don't worship the Rocky statue. It's every tourist worships the Rocky Ex- statue. Exactly. But they think that people from not Philadelphia think that people from Philadelphia worship Rocky. That's why all the Vikings fans went there and did the skull thing the one time. And yeah. there was nobody around to stop them because nobody from Philadelphia was actually hanging out outside the art museum on the side. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then the Eagles beat the shit out of them twice. Twice. Oh, um, yes. Yes, sir. The one thing I have to be happy about in life right now is the fact that Jalen Hurts is a goddamn boss and the Eagles look awesome right now. I My expectations for Jalen Hurts, like, before last year were rock bottom. And then I had pretty decent hopes for him this year that he'd take a step forward because he got, you know, they really filled out the receiving core. I like Devonta Smith a lot and getting AJ Brown was a great trade, but holy shit. He looks like that goddamn man so far this year. Oh, it's awesome. He looks so goddamn good. And like, I went into this season with like really cautious optimism. Cause I was like, yeah, I think he will be better. I don't, I don't know if he'll be like drastically better. Like he looks significantly better than he has before. And so I'm just like, oh baby, is this is this happening right now? Is this could this be a thing? Could this be so, a thing? Oh, what a leap. What a leap. Jalen Hurts looks amazing. Maybe the Eagles could just sponsor the Flyers jerseys. Oh my God. That would be great. It would be, except I don't want the Eagles getting any of that loser energy right now. If at least if they do get that little uh little patch on the chest It'll make sense when Flyers fans start chanting E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Every game this season, my friends, every game this season, there's going to be Eagles chanting. For once, I'm not going to be the guy going, stop, it's the goddamn Flyers game. Because normally I'm the guy who's like, don't do this. But in this case, go nuts. Go nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Go birds. Go nuts, go birds. Go birds. Yeah, but no, I was thinking like the Rocky silhouette. You ever see the silhouette of just Rocky with his uh, his hands up on the art museum stuff? Yeah. So I was thinking the silhouette would be good. How about beer? Just beer. It just says beer on the Flyers jerseys. I don't know, man. I think we got to get Kirkland beer to uh, be the sponsor. Kirkland beer <laughs> yeah. or Kirkland hard liquor. Could be that too. Yeah, some, some Kirkland vodka on the Flyers jerseys. Anything Kirkland. Anything Kirkland. There you go. Kirkland drugs. Oh, man, that would be great. Yeah, Kirkland hard drugs right there. Kirkland brand cocaine. But you don't want cocaine with the Flyers because that's going to keep you awake for the games. I know. I'm avoiding, of all the the drugs I don't take, I'm particularly avoiding cocaine because (laughs) that one is, uh, I don't want to have to stay awake longer than I have to. Or how about Charlie Kelly's favorite method of uh, just forgetting his troubles and huffing glue out of a paper bag? It just says that on the Flyers jersey. Huffing glue out of a paper bag. I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing. So. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking forward to the season, friends. Let me tell you. In all seriousness, seriousness, though, like, I do want, like, because I remember last season, the Flyers didn't have a helmet sponsor. And they were great. like one of the they were one of the few teams to choose not to do that. So I wonder if they'll do the same thing with the jersey. It would be great. I don't want a jersey sponsor. I, I look at enough sponsorships in the stadium as it is. I don't need any more. And now a word from our wonderful sponsors. 
This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever prohibitive. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, wow. How about those sponsors and services? They sure are something else. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. How about that? So while we're dreading the upcoming season, there's a couple guys who are going to be sitting it out. And a couple big names actually hung up the skates this year. Zdeno Chara, his size, what, 18 skates or whatever he wears, finally retiring. 6'9". Wow, that's a, his, a nice height, height right there. His height, six foot nine. Nice, nice. Very nice. But he's played forever. He has played since I was a teenager. So this is actually crazy that he's finally retiring. Yeah, like the craziest thing is I actually kind of thought he was going to go like one more year. But like, one more I'm, year. I'm glad he's done because like he like he just wasn't really good last no. year. And like no. he's one of the legends of, of hockey. So like I am glad he's riding off into the sunset. He's an all time Bruin um and all-time senator yeah. islander capital and, yeah capital definitely but like but no he, he clearly and he you know he was with the senators and the islanders but clearly the bruins are where his bread was buttered and yeah. at age 45 you know you can't expect anybody to play professional sports that well barring uh some substances that make their face look very gaunt and them to throw pissy little tablets on the sideline i'm not insinuating anything about tom brady why would i do that on this format here i'd never say anything about tom brady come on he just you know he just looks gaunt because he uh he's he's dieting he, he dropped 45. the ball it's fine yeah it's fine it's fine he broke four three tablets in one afternoon that's just regular behavior right there but he dropped the ball. Nick Foles caught it. Eagles won. Go birds. But 
Zidane Ochara, hell of a career. I'm glad he's finally retired because he has not been able to play at the same level for a couple of years now. No, I agree. I like, you know, I, I part of me always likes to see players go out like on top. Like if someone um, wins the Stanley Cup, like I like to see them go out with that. And I know that's, I think that was what he was trying to do. Um, and I, I kind of wonder like if the Bruins won that Stanley Cup over the Blues, like would he have retired after that? I feel like he would have. Right, um, and it would have made a lot of sense to see him do that, and then he could ride whatever yeah. awkward rooster rides that he wants to ride at any time. You've seen that picture, right? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. He's just crammed into this, like, rooster ride somewhere, and it's hilarious. But And uh, Zidane Char also uh, pointed out to me by, I think, Stan Twitter over there that he has a... Uh, he posted a picture from, like, his bedroom one time. He had, like, some kinky thing in the background. You know, we don't want to think about that. But guess what? He could focus on all his hobbies now. He can do what he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's rich, bitch. Also retiring, P.K. Subban, which it's also another one that, unfortunately, has been due for a couple of years younger than Chara. But, you know, he's going to be fine. We were saying he's going to go to somewhere media-wise immediately, be it ESPN or TNT or somewhere. He's just so much fun. Great ambassador for the game and great at shooting pucks into Johnny Knoxville's dick. <laughs> yes, I was going to bring that up. Yes, like that's, oh my God, so awesome. But like, I'm like conflicted about P.K. Subban because like part of me is really sad that he's retiring because like, I and I know he hasn't been great the last few years, but like he... I've always loved P.K. Subban a lot, even though, like, Flyers fans still boo him for literally no reason. But, like, he is – like, when he was with the Canadians, he was one of the most fun players in hockey. And then when he was with Nashville, he was really good too. So, like, I just – it's going to suck to see him go, but, like, he is going to be so good on either – whether it's ESPN or TNT. I don't know where he's going to go, but, like, he is going to be just outstanding. And he's the kind of – person you want to see on like the analyst desk between periods so oh yeah he's got a personality and it's taking away from the whole you know just like hockey is a bunch of just just white dudes you know what i mean like he's it's listen we're just talking about milk being the sponsor for the maple i think that shows you how white hockey is like it'll be good for people to be watching um you know the intermission report and then you know, a little kid sees PK and he says, Hey, he looks like me. I can play that sport too. And then, you know, they go on to be the next PK Subban. So like, that's, that's what I like to see. Hell yeah. I love that. And, and PK just when he was at his best, one of the just most talented players in the game, he had speed, his puck handling skills were incredible. He had a great slap shot and just a guy you hated playing against. Killed Brad, Brad Marchand, like actually almost killed him. With that, I don't know if you remember, but like he, I, Brad Marchand was like building up steam through the neutral zone, kind of carries it into the defensive zone or uh, the offensive zone, I should say. And then Subban just like out of nowhere just torpedoes him. And it was like incredible. I, th- I watch that video <laughs> all the time. You hate to see it. Just a real, real tragic thing to happen there. You do. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody, you know, both these guys, legends in their own rights, right? But neither of them can hold a candle to the greatest defenseman we've ever seen oh. in our time. Just a, oh, a phenomenal talent. Nobody like him. One, Keith Yandel. Easily the best defenseman in NHL history. I'm just, I'm so just torn up to see Keith Yandel 
hang him up after a fantastic season as a Philadelphia Flyer. Just a, a season to remember. I'm really surprised he didn't get the team MVP. I mean, he deserved it more than anybody, I think. <laughs> Keith Yandel, the Iron Man accomplishment is great. You know, a, a, a truly tremendous, especially in this modern hockey era, a, a tremendous accomplishment for him to have that record. And when he was good a few years ago, he was really good. A very great, you know, offensive defenseman. But he's not, he's not Sedano Chara or P.K. Subban. He simply is not. Keith Yandel, a nice player and absolutely abysmal flyer. I, I think... I thought Eric Gustafson was going to be the worst defensive season I ever saw. And then <laughs> yeah. Keith Yandel said, hold my beer. And he flopped all over the ice. It was absolutely terrible. I don't think I've ever seen as many shorthanded goals allowed as I did by Keith Yandel last year. I do, so, like, obviously he was absolutely horrible with the Flyers. It was dreadful watching him every night. But, like, and it was every night because he had to get that record. But, like, I think... I also don't want to dismiss how like fun and good he was like earlier on in his career too. Like oh, when he was in Panthers, Arizona, he was awesome and he Arizona, was great. Yeah. yeah. Arizona, he was great. The Panthers, he was great. The Rangers, I don't think he was outstanding with them, but like once he went to Florida, he was like, he went back to being amazing again. So like he did have a very good career. I don't think it's hall of fame level. Like I think Chara and Subban, I like, I personally think that they could both be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe not Subban, not immediately because he never won a cup. But like, I think he had enough of an impact on hockey that like, I would say he should go in there. Um, Yandel had a great career, but like, I I don't think he's quite Hall of Fame material, unfortunately. Oh, they're gonna put him in for that Iron Man thing, you know it. Unless Phil Kessel breaks it this year, is Phil Phil signed somewhere, right? Phil the Thrill Kessel. Is going to Las Vegas, baby. Yes, that's right. Vegas, baby, because they can't, can't afford wait. anybody else. I can't wait to see him play in Las Vegas. It's like the stories that are going to come out of Las Vegas and Phil Kessel. It's going to be so funny. I can't wait. It's going to be tremendous. Just hot dog buffets for that man every night. And he's a, so apparently he's a huge, like, like an avid poker player, too. Oh, so no. He's just going to be slinging. He's going to be slinging. Phil's either going to be. The richest man in hockey by the end of this, or he's going to be the poorest man in hockey by the end of this. Yeah. I think he like takes part in the World Series of Poker or something like that in some way somehow. Like he's really good at poker, and he takes it really serious, and it's one of his favorite things. So like, have you ever watched poker on TV? I d- I don't. I could not care less about poker. I've never even. No, I, I don't give a shit about it. But like, it's funny to kind of tune in for like two minutes and watch because these guys take it so seriously. Yeah. And he looks a lot like half the guys you see on televised poker on these big poker tournaments, where it's these guys who they, they look like Phil Kessel. For I don't want to you know insult them too much, but they look like Phil Kessel, and we all know <laughs> what Phil Kessel looks. So you put a <laughs> pair of dark sunglasses on and like a stupid hat, and Phil fits right in with that crowd. Yeah, yeah. Phil did not get the uh, the good genes in the family for sure. It, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. His it's... hair is receding. Poor guy. But like, listen, he played on a team with Malkin, so at least he had a, a, a companion. Yeah. He, well, that's true. At least he was. He did get a period where he wasn't the ugliest person on the team by a significant yeah. margin. But like, he also won two cups. So you know what? I'm not. I can't. Is it even... three cups or is it two cups? I think it was two. Let's find out. Yeah, because the Penguins twice, back-to-back, 
And then he went to Arizona, and he sure as shit didn't win anything in Arizona or Toronto. Whatever do you mean? Arizona is about to play in the most exclusive arena in the NHL. And this is true. <laughs> whatever do you mean? Mullet arena, baby. You're right. Two-time Stanley Cup champion. And I was laughing so hard at the visual of the Coyotes sharing their logo on the ice with the University of Arizona or whoever, whatever the college is that they're sharing with. It's like, oh, my God, what a disgrace. What a laughing stock you are. Didn't an NFL team have to do that recently? Maybe not recently, but I guess in the, the last 20 years or something where they shared a football field with the college team. Right. I feel like that was because of a hurricane. It might have been the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Yeah. No, wasn't it also Minnesota? Didn't the Vikings also play? Oh, it was Minnesota play... because they were building their big bird-killing stadium. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, oh, yeah, because the, the old dome literally collapsed on itself. <laughs> right. And the the new one, it just FYI for why I called it a bird-killing stadium, in case you're not familiar, it's very, like, big, clear glass. So... Birds don't can't really tell the difference, and they fly in and just kill themselves by accident. It's terrible. Yeah, you don't like to see that. Yeah, but I also don't care about birds, so it's a conundrum. That's my feeling of fish. Birds, mm. I can, I like birds. I feel like fish I like are some only. Birds. Yeah, some birds suck, but like yeah. there are some birds that are like the owl is amazing. The owl is fantastic, and uh, as a, a temple alum, you know I'm, I'm clearly affectionate of the owl right there. But yeah, it, owls are great. Hawks and eagles go birds. Go uh, birds. Those kind of birds are great. But then you got your stupid like the little brown birds that like peck at me when I'm trying to eat a a sandwich in the park, and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, but at least they have personality. Fish are meant. <laughs> the only reason they're on this planet is to be devoured by other animals. It's true. Fish they are don't here have any feelings be... either. Fish are here to be eaten by other fish and then eventually eaten by mammals, which oh, wow. are the most important uh, uh, organism on this planet. Maybe not. I'm Top of the food chain, baby. That. Come on. Mammals rock. Mammals rock. We, we've created tools to eat all the other animals and we're going to use them. Yeah. Fish are um, unbelievably overrated and they don't even <laughs> taste that good. Overrated. Oh, yeah. They can taste very good. You just got to prepare them right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, the clownfish is great, but, like... The clownfish. Watching a lot of Finding Nemo. If I never see another fish again, I'll be fine, you know. Do I want sushi for dinner? I might. Go eat some fish. Go eat some fish. They don't have any feelings, folks. No. No feelings. It's like insects and fish. I don't have remorse for them. Actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Okay. So I saw a video. This is, I can't believe we're going like that. Okay. So this I, is the time. This is the witching hour. Yeah, exactly. A few weeks ago, I saw a video that actually made me feel really bad for fish. So like I saw someone was getting what? a video. <laughs> someone was getting a video at like the, I think the Atlanta aquarium, the aquarium that has like the giant whale shark in it. And there was a fish in there. That just like, for some reason in its mind, it just was like, I got to swim really fast. And so it swam as fast as it could in a straight line. And it swam like head first into the like glass. And it like exploded and blood went everywhere. What? (laughs) It was crazy. And it just sank to the bottom of the tank. And it was, I felt horrible because I was like, damn, fish are so stupid. They don't know they're in a tank. And like... (laughs) That's how dumb fish are. And so, like, 
now I'm like against all aquariums. Like I've been against aquariums for forever because of killer whales. Like I don't want killer whales in there. But yeah. now I'm like, dude, get the fish out of there too. Like they, they are so. Yeah, like fish should get no the one fish out do. of there and into my belly. <laughs> into my Damn. belly. I can't believe I did fat bastard again. Get <laughs> into my belly, dude. Yeah, my back. I, it, what a crazy video! I actually felt really bad for. A Please fish. send me this link later. I need to see this fish explode. Uh, yes, I will. I'll send it to you now. You'll watch I, it. I have no feelings for fish, so I'll watch it gladly. As as, as you, somebody you who's... might be. You might Listen, get sad. No, I won't. I won't. Listen, I used I to go know. deep sea fishing. I don't feel bad for fish. They have sharp teeth. Some of them do. Some don't. Yeah, some of them do. They have sharp teeth. Or Have you ever seen a skate? A skate? A skate. Like, Look is up. that a fish? Yeah. It, well, it's like a thing at the bottom of the ocean. That It's like when you go flounder fishing, uh, you'll catch a skate sometimes instead of a, a flounder. So... If you just look in skate fish, just Google that. It kind of looks like a manta ray, but uglier. And it is one of the ugliest things in the world. You, If you p- get a skate out of the ocean, when you get it off your fishing rod, it just balls up around your fishing rod. And then you unfurl this sucker and it's like tail that it's trying to whip you with and it's got like googly uh, yeah. eyes on the bottom and this hideous mouth going like blah 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 and <laughs> you just, you fling it back into the ocean and go get out of here skate nobody wants you skates are gross but i will say i am a little fond of um stingrays listen stingrays are fun i guess but uh, as somebody who's caught a few skates and they're always just horrifying to me fuck them fish yeah. Fuck them fish. Fuck them fish. I don't know. They're, like, I just... It's not that I have a problem with fish. It's just like they don't... I have no reason... They have. They do nothing for me. They don't do your laundry. They don't drive you to work. I don't eat fish. I eat meat. Fish, fish are delicious. I guess I just haven't had the right fish you haven't had the right fish we're gonna go eat some fish and it's gonna be a good time yeah i heard that apparently um swordfish or marlin tastes like meat (laughs) yeah have you ever had a tuna steak no like i'm not talking about like wimpy little canned tuna fish that's bullshit like get a tuna steak which is just like a big hunk of tuna and it's it's fantastic like get that prepared for you right yeah yeah that's the good shit. Oh, yes, I found it. I found it. Oh, I found good, it. I found good. It. I'm so oh, excited to see this fish explode. Yes, this is the yes. best. All right, I'm sending it to you now. Right, are we going to do this live or are we going to do this after the show? Let's do it live. What else are we doing? Fuck it. I, I have like two other things I want to talk about and call it a day. So this is this is the show right Yeah, we, this is probably won't be that long a show. No. Let's see. All right, so I just sent it to you. This All is right, going to. We're going to do this live. He's going to watch it uh, live action. So basically what's happening right now is there's a bunch of kids on a field trip at this aquarium about to watch this vicious, this death happen. Wow, that whale shark is huge. And so you'll see out of nowhere, a fish just goes berserk and runs directly into the glass and sinks to the bottom as it's bleeding to death. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Oh, shit! (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) Yeah, where is it? It's at the, uh... There it is. Yeah, it's at the like. The oh, blah. Just yeah, the twenty-seven the bottom. mark. Oh man, 
He just he explodes. He did. And oh all the God. other fish are looking around like, what, the world? Got into him. That was his problem. Yeah, no, I didn't feel bad at all. Fuck that fish. But yeah, this I hear you. In prison, I'm always conflicted. Like, I'm always conflicted with that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I enjoy seeing the different animals at the zoo. But, you know, you also feel bad for certain animals that are in there. But, you know, it's, uh, it's always conflicting there. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel bad for the fish. Whales shouldn't be in there, though. No. Whales... I don't think dolphins. Uh, oh no, I got you talking about whales. I, we're in trouble now. Dolphins shouldn't be in there. Whales shouldn't be in there. No, dolphins like, are smart to be in there. I think the only animals that should be in zoos are animals that like got really hurt and they would actually die if they were like left in the wild. Mm. Like that, I'm okay with. But because at least they're staying alive, you know. It's true. Um, but like, my God, give them room to run. That's true. They need room to run. And know. whales just shouldn't be in prison because there's not enough room for them unless you're dedicating, like, the ocean to <laughs> being a zoo for them. Yeah. I know SeaWorld stopped bringing in killer whales. Like, they don't capture them anymore. And, like, they, I don't think they're adding them to their aquariums anymore. So that's good. But, like, that's still, good. let them out. Well, we can't let them out because they'll be all screwed up. But Yeah, yeah. We, we've all seen Free Willy. We know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> how did we get on this topic? I don't know. I don't know. I blame TDA. <laughs> but what I do know is that I think we manifested something recently. I think we willed something into happening. And that is Cole Beasley joining an NFL team. After our favorite rapper, we discussed him a couple weeks ago, not being on a team. He almost immediately went out and signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank goodness. I don't know what I would have done to have a whole football season with no Cole Beasley. That would have been a really hard time for me, Steve. I don't know about you. Just devastating. And this is a man who was willing to let an entire football season go on without him, as he said last year, when he was uh, very blatant about not wanting to get uh, vaccinated to do anything because he's an asshole. But he is also a shitty rapper, and we love to talk about that. And I think we got this whole deal percolating. Is that the rap song? That's one of the rap songs, yes. It's, uh, okay. Let's, of course, go through the track listing again, because... Let's not forget the autobiography where Cole Beasley is in a football helmet staring at himself in a mirror without a football helmet, which is, of course, the greatest album cover of all time, has such classics as I Am What I Am, Shock Value, My Baby, <laughs> Sorry Not Sorry, Look at Me, Percolating, Paranoid, Stereotypes, United Hate of America, Day Ones, <laughs> 80 Stings, slow it down and the classic cocky or confident i gotta be honest with you i never saw him being a rapper i always thought he was going to be in like a leonard skinner cover band or something of course like you never saw him of... being a rapper he doesn't look anything like a rapper and also yeah. if, if you've listened to this album you know he doesn't actually have the talent he's not yeah he's not actually a rapper anyway so yeah oh i think he released an album this year no way oh no this is the next episode right here Next week, Ryan and I are going to listen to When Worlds Collide, oh, Cole boy. Beasley's album that I guess he recorded while being unemployed from the NFL before Tom Brady came and rescued him out of the gutter. I love his spot of <laughs> that photo of him looking in the mirror without the helmet, and he's just looking disheveled. Oh, it's so just... funny. When Worlds Collide. It's got a, it's got an astronaut. 
floating away from a ruined planet, a planet that's been uh, had a quarter of it blown off. His uh, looks like his best song from the album is called Sometimes. It has 100,000 uh, plays on Spotify. Wow. I didn't know you could play your own song 100,000 times. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Let's, Let's see. see. Let's see what the names of these songs are. Well, Real we got... Shit. Oh, yeah. Sway. Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah. You. Ooh. Sometimes. Yeah. Inquisitive. Fear. Yeah. His Reply. Show off, action, escape ship. As one word. Escape ship yes. is one word. Lost and found. The why. Not the who. The why. Why? Want to have fun? Look what I did. Look what I did. <laughs> yeah, we're looking. We can't wait to hear it. Oh, my God. Cole friggin' Beasley. He had a catch from Tom Brady. He did not catch a a tablet that was being thrown in frustration. He caught a football, so good for him. <laughs> it's just good to see our, our one of our mascots back in action. Yeah, one of our guys right there. Our guys. I can't even call him that with a straight no. face right here. Jesus Christ. So Cole Beasley, congrats, I guess. Sorry, not sorry. Whatever. Happy for you, Cole. Friend of the show. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You're certainly a something on the show. I don't know a friend, but you're something <laughs> a character of the show. Of the character a character of the show. <laughs> Guy of the show. Yeah. And then actual friend of the show, Gritty, was... Gritty was recently on Abbott Elementary, and that's that's great for Gritty. We're very happy for Gritty. And Abbott Abbott Elementary recently won a couple Emmys, so congrats to the Philadelphia-based show. Fantastic. I just want to know when we're getting on. When are we getting our invite? Broad Street Hockey as a whole, when are we getting our invite? We run the city, so you would think we'd be on there sooner. (laughs) Run the city. It's true. And I'm waiting. I saw Bleeding Green got a, a DraftKings bet special the other day. I, I need to know when we're getting that. The Flyperbole bet special. Oh, man. I mean, you know what, Steve? It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Fame and it's fortune a... can only outrun us for so long. Will, will they let us do a Flyers-based bet special where it's got the Flyers losing money line, uh, the Flyers letting up three or more goals, and <laughs> getting shut out? I have no idea. <laughs> That's <laughs> flyperbole special. It's all bad things for the Flyers. And nothing but bad stuff. Yeah. Nothing but bad stuff. And that most of which much, likely to happen. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much the season's theme as we head into it. So, Folks, I think that's all we got for you, and it was plenty. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any feedback for us, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Quigs, where can people find you? On the Twitter machines. On Twitter machines, find me at Ryan Quiggs with a Z. Oh, wow. Find him with that Z. That Ryan Quiggs Z over there, as everybody likes to think of it. You can find me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum if it's for hockey purposes. Make it Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. And folks, that's all we got for you. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and... Good hockey. Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. 
But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.